Good afternoon all, thank you for tuning in to the lesson from Boxing, YV Parker Special. And so these series will be a follow-up from videos that I'll put on, on Instagram television. And so I've done that recently for the White versus Parker that's been out for a little while now. And if you haven't seen it, do check it. It gives you a little bit of context to what this podcast then provides. And so I just want to reiterate for any boxers or anybody involved in the sport that I am no expert in boxing. Um, I do share a great interest and a, and a good level of knowledge on the game and what surrounds um, you know, the sport. However, what I am doing is coming from more of my expertise and that's the psychological element and how you can use your mind to raise performance levels through the way that you think. And um, I just also want to establish that when I do the podcast and the vlogs that there is a difference between ability and mentality. If a fighter does get knocked down or get knocked out, it is not, I'm not implying that it's going to be due to a psychological fragility. And so there are loads of cases where, you know, the ability and the skill of the opponent is just too much for a fighter. And so that will never be something that I would infer. On the other hand, there is a mentality that a fighter can go into in preparation for a fight or during a fight, which consciously or subconsciously leaves one vulnerable for attack and even defeats. This episode follows from the White and Parker reflection that's on Instagram TV, and that focuses on a concept of resilience. And so this podcast will also present a bite-sized strategy for being resilient amidst defeat, difficult circumstances, and it will be two parts. So first of all, we're going to ex um, explore during defeat. Um, so I created a performance map, and I'll post it out um, on social media so you can see, which will be a you know which is a great use for boxers as it breaks down the process in the lead up to a fight. Or even it could be during a period where you know there's no fight coming because I'm sure that could be quite a frustrating. Um, almost annoying process when you don't know what's coming and what you're training for. But one of the factors in this performance map that I have created is homework. So homework on your performances. And I want to almost leave some key take-home messages from the performance map. And these are just like three little bite sizes. Um, and when you're reviewing yourself, perform, it's important to praise yourself. And then through praising yourself and identified areas that you really would like to repeat and also areas that you would like to strengthen. You've noticed here that I said the areas that you would like to strengthen and not call them weaknesses. And the reason why you don't want to call them weaknesses is because the whole persona of a boxer is to be almost impeccable without fault, um, a strong character who can almost break down any opponent that comes against them. And so mentally, what you don't want to do is almost seem um, as if you have weaknesses. But what you can do is retrain your mindset so those things that you would call weaknesses you, you almost rename them as areas to develop and almost see yourself as um, an athlete that is constantly evolving and developing through fights um, through the fights of your career so that's one little small little um, bit of psychological adaptation so to speak and just empowering yourself in in the ways that we can um, without actually putting our um, gloves on you know and so Following the defeats, for an example, it is important to identify what you did well, so what you should have done more often, and what you should do less often. So it's just breaking down the steps and knowing exactly what you've done in your past and how you're going to implement and improve and develop and become stronger and evolve for your next performance. And so 
Um, I'm going to give you a real life example. Um, before I even do that, I'm going to say, so those things that you identify during your performances, things to apply more often, things to do less often, then it's, it'll be very useful for athletes to um, take these into objectives. So take these objectives, take these factors that you want to improve a little bit more, think factors that you want to increase and become more frequent and factors that you want to do less often and set objectives, whether you do these in your training camps, whether your coach actually gives you drills to almost perfect those elements and um, achieve those objectives. And that can even go into a fight. So you know exactly what you want to be doing more often, what you're going to be doing less often. But it's good to have a bit of a vision and, and a goal into where you're going and how you're going to get there. A real life example of how um, the power of the mind and what we say can lead to um, performances. And there's no way that I'm going to infer that Parker lost because of what he said and how his mind was. But I definitely can suggest that what he said was a contributing factor. Now, a real life example derives from The Gloves Are Off, where he focused on the negative aspects in his previous fight to Anthony Joshua, which he lost. You know, he criticised himself in front of his opponent, his upcoming opponent, saying he was very cautious and um, he was very negative and it was a little bit like he played with the handbrake on. I'm just, um, it's not verbatim, but, you know, I'm just paraphrasing here. And my point is, is that he definitely used negative um, connotations for his performance and Dylan White took advantage of that and used those words and flipped it against him. And I mentioned a few bits on Instagram television and you could see in the first couple of rounds, he was playing against those negative statements that he mentioned. He tried to come out all guns blazing, whether it worked or not, it didn't. I guess that's up for debate, but he didn't end up doing well in the rest of the rounds leading up to maybe round 11 or so. And so had he taken more of a positive approach, identify what he would want to do more often, less often, then that will give him the objectives that he'll be going into that Dylan White fight having prepped for it during his training camp. And should he have done that, uh, I believe that there could have been a little bit more of a fight in him, a little bit more resilience during the difficult periods for when things didn't go his way. Um, also, the essence of resilience is not a change in response for boxers, but it's just fine-tuning and how we can develop resilience, how we can change our mindset on weaknesses and reframing those into to little bite-sized um, targets and objectives to empower yourselves. And so that's your the bite-sized strategy for amidst defeat. And in part two, we're going to explore difficult circumstances. Once again, just to reiterate, they are bite-sized strategies. So you, for more information, it'll be good to get in touch and we can discuss things in a little bit more detail. But these are little strategies that can be implied by boxers, by coaches, in order to empower their athletes and use, raise their performance through the way that they use their mental skills. Welcome to part two. Part two will follow from part one and... To stay resilient during a fight is an extensive task and it'd be great to stay in touch or to get in touch rather where I'll work with you on some key approaches to once again employ and develop in resilience because it's going to take a conscious effort. It's not something that you just think of one day and then it happened. It is a conscious working process. For a bite-sized version um, for part two in staying resilient during difficult circumstances, it's important for every fighter to 
have those objectives as I mentioned before but in this case it's also important to have a contingency objective. Many would be familiar with the term having a plan B and it is almost an objective that you employ when the opponent is executing their tasks and their strengths very well at your expense. But by having this contingency objective, it, it empowers you because you know what you need to do when things don't go your way. I'm sure you could recall in, in situations when you are having a fight and maybe you're getting the fighter is all over you and you just sit down and you're thinking, damn, how, what's going on here? But having that contingency plan can empower you because you don't want to ever be um, without any answers. You don't want to be asked questions during your fight and you don't have an answer to them. So it's almost creating an answer that, you know, if you ever need to go into your mental safe or your physical safe and draw an objective, you got that there. You don't have to create a plan in that corner when you're going through your rest. And so it can be a simple statement that you might ask yourself. You can also prepare this with your coach so that even if it does come, they can remind yourself of these objectives. It could be something that you establish very early and almost forget about it, so to speak, but you know that you've what you're well prepped through your training. And it could be just asking yourself, am I um, countering to the body enough? Am I blah, 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 your skill set? Am I doing this enough? Am I even doing this? Am I breathing well? It could be anything that relates to your performance within your skill set that will be something that can counter and almost challenge the opponent that you've got in front of you. Now, this is all done through, as I mentioned in, in um, part one, through the performance map by you doing your homework, knowing what the opponent's strengths are, knowing the, what the opponent will find difficult um, handling, also knowing what they find difficult handling and how you can maximise that during your training camp to become for that to become a strength of yours and have that as a contingency plan or contingency objective. And so this will help and provide details in becoming resilient during um, difficult periods. I appreciate your time. And I do hope to be in touch with everybody that listens and do pass it on to anybody that you feel will benefit. All the best and see you soon.